Welcome, all you beautiful souls. We are Kat and Ash of Empathetic Villains, and we are here to share our personal thoughts and opinions about our healing journeys and what we've learned along the way. Hello? I got it. I got it. Hello? I lost it for a second. Hello? How are you? As if we haven't been talking already for 20 minutes. It's hot outside and I don't appreciate summertime is over. It's fall time. I don't appreciate the weather. I feel that. I feel that. I was hoping to, you know, be able to put up all the Halloween decorations and have it actually be fallout, but I was like in a tank top and sweating my butt <laughs> off. So yes. I did not get sunburned yesterday, although it felt like my skin was burning from the inside. I'm really sorry to hear that. <laughs> Who decided that bleachers should be made out of metal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not comfortable. And they burn you, or if it's cold, they like... I mean... They weren't physically warm. It's just reflecting the sun off of them. It's just not fun. Kids, man. Kids. I know. I know. We had snacker yesterday I and I made sure to just like slather myself in sunscreen. Because I warned you to. You warned me to and Mary warned me to. I was already planning to do it, but it was very lovely to have people <laughs> reminding me to actually take care of myself. Well, the second time I put it on my hands and I forgot to do my face. So now like the side of my face, just one side is like peeling now. I'm like, and I was wearing a hat. Like, I don't wear hats. Just, can you just give me this? <laughs> I swear. I'm, like, becoming that that person that just is, like, in UV clothing from head to toe. Because after I got sunburned the last time and got, like, that whatever skin thing, like, I don't ever want to burn again. Oh, my gosh. No, and then I couldn't make fun of you because I burnt the top of my hands. <laughs> I was like, what? Why is the sun trying I'm to kill I'm sorry us? that I jinxed you. I would never even known sunburned hands were like a thing. And then... Right. I, the only thing I can think of is because my hands were like sitting on the metal bleachers. <laughs> kind of like how water reflects. I'm going with that. That's my theory because... I like it. Top of my feet are burning. I like it. So, so, our topic today is... Is everyone figure out okay. Ashley's life. Ready and go. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Good luck with that. <laughs> Someone just tell me what decisions to make in my life, please. Everybody draw a straw. <laughs> I'm going to flip a coin pretty soon here. Want to use my dowsing rod? Maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to get you a pendulum. Oh, boy. <laughs> Our topic today. <laughs> Back at it. 
Uh, your past does not define your growth. That's a big one. It is. Would you like to start? Sure. Well, I don't know. You oh. and I were talking a while ago, and I just like sometimes get frustrated when, you know, you think about how far you've grown in your life in general or in a specific period of time. And when people are like, oh, yeah, you used to be such a whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> I'm trying not to swear. <laughs> such a B word. Or like, yeah, you used to get all spicy. You're very spicy. Like things like that. And I feel like I've always been a caring person, but like when I'm when I'm like overstimulated, I've had to very much work on not like lashing out because I just can't handle it. But I think I've come a really long way. And so yeah. reminding me how crappy of a human I used to be doesn't help me grow anymore well right and I think there's a time and place and an environment where you can say things like that but sometimes I feel like well especially me like I take things personally as far as what gives you the right to say that about me when you're not actively in my life and you're not actively participating in knowing what I'm doing. So for you to point things out is not fair. It's not fair. And also why should I even care? Right. So I don't know, part of that, you know, is conversations like that sometimes can like get you down and make you think, wow, I'm a bad person or I haven't worked enough on this or whatever it is. And just remembering to tell yourself that your past or what people think of your past doesn't define who you are or the growth you've had. Right. I think I heard this one. So it was like healed people hear differently, which stuck with me because it's true because like for me personally, the things that I've learned and I've seen along the way, I can sit back and say, Oh, I see this pattern in this person because I've been there. So now you're, it's not physical hearing, but it's spiritual healing. You're listening to signs. You're listening to how people are talking about certain things. And you can say, I see that they're not coming at it from anger, but they don't. They're not in that place of their healing journey yet to notice that. Whereas you and I might be at a different healing part of our journey that we can notice that. And we're like, hey, that's probably not the best thing to say in that situation. It's probably not helpful. Right. 
Um, so one of the things that's like a silly thing we say is, you know, supposedly your cells regenerate every seven years. So every seven years you're, you're technically a new person. Science. Science. (laughs) So whether that's true or not, you know, you do (laughs) learn and grow throughout that time. And I mean, I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was seven years ago. And being able to. Well, if you put the work in, yeah, you're going to see those changes. But if you just sit stagnant and you have to want to change. And that's what, like, people, when people ask you, like, do you think someone can change? I absolutely think people can change, but I also think they have to want to change. And you as that person have to either accept how they're changing or you have to put that boundary and say, hey, this isn't for me. And you have to respect your different journeys at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I will, I will use an example <laughs> from my wonderful dating life. <laughs> so I was talking to this guy and I found out some things about his past. And again, he used the, well, don't you think people can um, change? And I said, I absolutely think that people can change. And I'm not saying that you haven't changed or you haven't learned your lesson. But the implications of what you did are still hanging on to you. Like something like that doesn't go away. And you have to be respectful of other people. And you like it's... Like, that's what I hate about, like, when you're getting to know someone and they're, like, hiding something. Like, just tell me up front because I would like the opportunity to say, hey, that's for me or hey, that's not for me. The more you hide something from me, the more I'm going to be like, no, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't sit well with me. And I know it's hard for some people to come out and say things, but if you're going to be with someone you don't just surprise people like, hey, now I'm emotionally connected to you. Now, now you can't run away. That's not true. <laughs> like, I have the right to either agree, disagree, or go on, like, work on it together. Mm-hmm. But if I don't see that it's part of my life can, t- can handle that, and the implications of that, then I'm not, I'm going to excuse myself from that situation. As you have every right to do. Right. I also had an ex that told me, he's like, well, I told you, or I was honest with you, so you can't be mad. You absolutely can be mad. Just because you are honest with someone does not give you a free pass to be forgiven. It does not give you a free pass that everything is okay. Like, no, that's opening up the conversation and being an adult. <laughs> like, 
I absolutely do get to be mad if it's something I should be upset about. Um, absolutely. It's like saying no offense and then saying something really offensive. You can't Correct. be mad. <laughs> Watch me. Watch yeah. me be mad. <laughs> you don't understand the level of mad I can be. <laughs> You've seen nothing. <laughs> oh. oh, God. <laughs> the things that goes on in people's brains i don't understand that's what's so fascinating oh and infuriating especially when you're trying to date someone well i didn't want to mention i have kids because i didn't know how you were gonna act what? excuse so, me so i'm just gonna hide the fact that i have children <laughs> right like <laughs> Oh, they just don't exist? Okay, cool. Right, it's not like you're just like... What? I'm single, but I still live with my um, wife. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just can't. Sometimes I think like this digital age is the worst thing that's ever happened. Right. And me being um, the empath that I am and the keen observer of things, (laughs) like, oh, that's an awfully nice sparkly mirror you have in the back of your picture. (laughs) Doesn't look like someone who's single (laughs) would have if they're not dating someone. That is brilliant. I would never even think to look for things like that. It just makes me question what's going on in your house there. That is brilliant. That's how I catch 90% of people. Why do you have a high chair in the corner of your dining room? I'm so, like, oblivious sometimes. I would never even think to look for that stuff. I'd just be like, oh, they must be telling me the truth. Which at one point in my life I probably would have been like oh cool and gone on with my life but I think I've learned you know trauma is just built into me now hmm that's suspicious that's weird <laughs> anyways <laughs> what other points did you have to make uh, well recently I think I sent this to you I found this quote that, well, not quote, might be a quote. I don't know who said it. <laughs> it says, matching energy is why everyone is miserable. You don't clean dirt with dirt, which I really liked because, you know, in our sarcastic, like, sassy moods we're always like well we're gonna match energy so you decide how we're acting today (laughs) but like if you're healing like don't put yourself on their level like be the bigger person and be like you know what you do you I'm good (laughs) but that's like really hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah it can be yes yes it can be I'm just saying Let's not be petty. (laughs) It's so fun, though. Why do I have an alarm going off? 
Hold, please. What's happening? I don't know. Fantastic. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. What other notes do you have? Um. Well, just kind of going along the lines of just your past not defining you and um the other thing that's like hard for me to remember or think about sometimes is like you feel like when you're in your 20s like you're grown up and you're an adult and you know what you're doing and your brain doesn't even finish growing till you're like 25 boy were we boy, wrong, were we wrong. <laughs> i i've wanted to be an adult so bad my entire life and then one day you realize that you haven't even like hit adulthood yet right you're like oh yeah I have to think about that now (laughs) adulthood is the worst correct you literally buy things you flush down the toilet you're (laughs) throw away money (laughs) jamie so hard and i were talking about this last night because it was like the society has just like bred us to be the perfect people to like they stick all this sneaky advertising and consumerism into everything and like all of us people that are just like killing ourselves working our butts off just like see something and we're like, no, I'm like killing myself. I want to buy myself something. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do something nice for myself. And then it like turns into you have to keep on this hamster wheel to make sure you can afford to buy yourself stuff to give yourself enough dopamine in your brain to continue working your butt off. And it's this vicious cycle. It is. And we've just been bred for this this exact thing they have they have bred us to do i just want to stay off the internet most days because i have no self-control i'm getting better at it but yeah i'm like i don't need that like (laughs) i don't need anything stop reading my mind stop listening to me technology this is not okay you keep advertising exactly like the things that i love this is unfair well and like there's annoying thing is so like stores don't carry as much as they used to because people can just buy it online okay cool but i want it right now in the store (laughs) i don't want to go to five different stores to try and find it (laughs) Well, see, I don't know. I go back and forth because, like, I've been ordering, like, I'll order groceries online and we'll pick them up. And I do, like, our household stuff through Amazon online. But today, uh, Cam and I actually went to the store. And, like, I spent so much more money than I normally do because. All right. Because, like, oh, I need that. Oh, my gosh. And. It was one of those trips where, like, I needed all the big, big ticket items, you know, like laundry stuff and toilet paper and a big thing of cat food. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so, this is so bad. And then you, then it's not even fun because you've just spent all your money and you didn't even buy anything that's fun. So stupid. It is stupid. (sighs) 
this adulting thing is not for me. It is. No. But that is part of changing. It is. <laughs> and like, I think I'm starting to accept that like life is just different now. It's a different it's a different chapter and I need to adapt to it and I can't just give up and hide because it's too hard to change and keep growing, you know. All right, and that's the hardest part is unlearning like your comfort you have to get out of your comfort zone because like we've made this little cocoon of I'm safe in my home and I'm I'm I can order things online and I don't have to people but then we lose sight of oh yeah I have the freedom to do this or it would just really be nice to go sit and have a coffee somewhere or you know just enjoy sitting outside but then, like, you have that anxiety of, well, why are these people staring at me? Or am I taking up room when somebody else could be sitting here? Like, those kind of things are, like, instilled in us. Like, we have to eat fast and somebody's waiting for this table. Like, no. Like, I paid to sit and eat dinner. Like, I don't have to rush. Like, I had to wait just like everybody else. It's fine. <laughs> Did this episode take a turn into why consumerism sucks so badly? <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm just People. saying. I mean, maybe. <laughs> it's a crossover episode, folks. <laughs> well, you know, that's what happens when it's been a week. And I feel like, hasn't it been... Like a week and a half since we've recorded last. Probably. That's my fault. Sorry. Whoops. No. Weather sucks. Life's changing. It is what it is. I suppose you are correct. I've had a migraine for three days. It's fine. That's the worst part of this time of year like I love that the leaves are changing colors and they're beautiful and I love that you know it's starting to get a little bit cooler and it's not as humid outside but like the pressure changing is just I made the mistake of opening my windows last week when it was cooler out and then it didn't get cool and then I had to shut my windows again It was nice listening to the rain for one night. <laughs> that's, that's like the same thing here. Like I have it open right now a little bit, but like, can it just like rain every night? Just like a little light rain and just be nice and cool with a little breeze. That would be perfect for my sleeping. would be fantastic. <laughs> So, do you think? No, no, I. Don't. In your, I don't think. No, so like, going through, the job process, like, do you think, people, judge you more? I guess I don't know how to say it. 
like you don't want to be as honest with employers because they think they're going to you think they're going to judge you based on your experience somewhere else. Like I've personally had some really bad managers and um places that I've worked and I don't think that is a reflection of my working ability or my attitude towards work there are just really really bad managers out there and when you stick up for yourself I think it puts this like label on you that oh you're difficult to work with or like if you I've had like bosses that are intimidated by me because I am efficient and I try to the best of my ability to make things better and I think sometimes they get jealous that they didn't think of that or you're trying to undermine them when you're not you're just trying to do your job and you're just trying to do things better and I think that's a really hard thing going into like a new process of finding new jobs and stuff Um, Like I get really, I have really bad anxiety. Um, Like when I interviewed with your aunt, like I just, I was like, I, I think I interviewed a few places before that, but like I had really bad anxiety um, because I had that mental stigma in my head that I'm not good enough or that's something that I can't do because somebody said that to me or I wasn't trained properly and that person took it out on me like retail is horrible so if your child if you have a child and they're like in retail and they like complain to you like it's not always their attitude like there's really bad managers out there and sometimes it's not their fault they weren't trained correctly either but I would argue that mo- I would argue that most of the managers I've ever had in my working career have been terrible managers. Yeah. It's awful. It's hard out there and you have to learn to play nice and you have well, to you can't, you can't like, stick up for yourself. You're not supposed to stick up for yourself and especially because right. you know you're a woman if you do stick up for yourself then you're a, a B word because you just aren't going to sit down and play nice and let everyone walk all over you. It's, it's so frustrating. It is. But again, like that's like your past coming back to haunt you. Like, do we make dumb mistakes? Yeah, but we're learning and we're growing. Like, have we all made bad mistakes in relationships? Yeah, that's part of learning and growing. Like, you're not going to meet the love of your life and not ever have issues. Like, you're going to have ups and downs and you're going to learn from it. Like, it's not just, uh, hey, you did this when we first started dating and I didn't like it. No, we're, we're past that now. Like, if you spent the time and you talked about it, and you both agreed to move forward from it, you're not allowed to throw that back in someone's face. Like, that's not okay. And if it's something that you truly can't get over, 
and you truly can't move on from. I'm not saying that you have to forgive them because that's your choice if you can forgive them or not. And that's your choice to continue with the relationship if you want to or not. But it's not fair to the other person to bring it up and throw it in their face when you've already moved past it. Like you can't have an argument and all of a sudden be like, well, you do this and I don't like it. Or you did this to me that one time and I I just can't get over it. Okay, cool. Why didn't you say that in the that time? Right. Like, well, we're talking about this right now and instead of resolving this, we're now talking about something that has nothing to do with this. Right. Or your friend did this and I didn't like it. Well, no, you should have told me those many years ago that you didn't like it. <laughs> like, I can't fix what's in the past. I feel like to, um, like, if you, if you, you're going to, like you said, like, relationships are hard and it, it takes work and stuff you know, that sort of thing. But like, if you're going to put the effort into it and it's a relationship you want, you have to learn how to make it through those, those times and like how to, how to love people through different things and how that love changes over time. It doesn't always look the same as you get older. Your, your love for, you know, your best friend in high school is going to be a little bit different than how it was, you know, when you're in your thirties, you know, back then, them being your best friend meant whose house are we going to go to a party at and not tell our parents about, but like, <laughs> who has the right to like now, you know, the, that relationship is who can I call that I'm having a crisis and I just like need to talk about it and need someone's words of wisdom, you know? So the, those relationships can be the same people as long as you can grow and evolve through those things together. Right. You have to be open to change and you can't say, oh, you were so much fun back then. Well, some people stop partying. Some people stop putting up with being trampled on. Like when your friends get quiet or your friends remove themselves from situations, I think it's as a growing healing person, like you need to step back and be like, oh, well, maybe I should talk to that person and see what what's going on with them because it might be something they're struggling with mentally. It might not even be anything that their group of friends is doing in general they just might be struggling and they need someone to reach out or maybe they just their hobbies changed I I do that to you I don't ever intentionally do it but I'll like all of a sudden drop off the planet for like four days or a week or a couple weeks and like none of it's intentional it's just all of a sudden I'm like oh my gosh I haven't I haven't reached out to anyone in like five days. I haven't answered anyone's things. And I'm very 
am very forgetful when it comes to my phone to like text back or call back if, if it's not in the moment because I'm doing so many other things that if I like, like if I accidentally open a message that I wasn't ready to open yet, like I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm never going to remember to message you back. Like I've seen it and now you know that I've seen it, but I haven't messaged you back. You know that I know that you know. <laughs> But like the next time I go in because I am sitting there going, oh my gosh, I have to send so-and-so this. And I go in there and I'm like, ooh, I look like a jerk. I never responded to that. (laughs) Which, I mean, we're all busy. I think I talked about this before, like with dating websites or whatever. Like I get that people's lives get busy and I don't expect a reply like, Right away, I mean, some it's nice to have instant replies. That's why we have phones. But no, like you said, people get busy. They check your message and then they forget. So, like, some what do I do to you? Sometimes I'm like, hey, what's up? You still live over there? (laughs) Or I send you fifty TikToks. (laughs) You just forget to message me, or like, do I need to come over there and drag you out of bed? What's going on, please? Right. Whereas some people take that as, oh, you're being needy, you're being clingy. No, we're just being mindful that because we do the same thing. Like, I know that I can't leave a message unanswered because I feel bad. Um, but there are some bad if I remembered that the message existed. (laughs) The problem is they don't remember it exists. Right. But I'm saying, like, I've grown to, like, I you, know that of you've you. You've grown to accept that I'm a freak. <laughs> no, I just feel like I'm more patient with people now because I understand, like, we're not always by our phones. And even if we are, like, if we get a message on our watch, like, we're not always by our phones to answer it or. You well, know, so one but- of my one of my things is I listen to YouTube on my phone in my headphones all the time, and I'll be like texting you, but I'm listening to some documentary or whatever. <laughs> so then, like, you'll send me a TikTok, and I'll be like, "Crap, I don't want to stop listening to what I'm listening to just to listen to this TikTok." But I don't want her to think that I don't want to listen to the TikTok. So how do I send a message to her to not? make her think that I'm trying to distract her because I can't watch it right now because I'm too hyper fixated on the thing in my ear. (laughs) But like, I feel like as long as you get like back to me within a couple of hours, like I'm not going to wait around all day for you unless I know you're like super busy doing something. But like, just check in on people. Like that is a huge like mental health saver. But I, that's why like, I appreciate so- that you do it for me because <laughs> at, sometimes when I just like get so blah, I like forget I can reach out to, I don't know, people who love me that I can, you know, like talk through things instead of just sitting there in my own head playing ping pong with these thoughts going back and forth. <laughs> right. And I think, and that is a part of growing, like learning your friends' different personalities and learning, like, when they do change, like having that conversation with them and be like, hey, 
How's it going? Hey, you're being a little crazy lately. <laughs> you want to talk real quick? Right. Or like, there's a nicer way to say, oh, you really liked doing this. Are you still doing that? I haven't heard or I haven't saw that you've done that thing in a while. And then they can have that conversation. Like, no, I started doing something else. Like, it's just those simple little conversations um, that really open up people to letting you know that it's okay that you've changed your mind or it's okay that you're changing as a person. And yeah, just not bringing up their past. Like, oh, remember, like, it's it's hard. It's hard to have an example. <laughs> like, like, because sometimes, like, you know, we will say things like, hey, remember when you used to do this? But I think it's the type, it's the tone that it's brought up in and the honestly to context well and not even that the unfortunate thing is it's also the the mood like I am as a person so like in that moment what mood am I in that when I hear it am I gonna take it the right way or not whether you meant it that way or not well, right. And then you have like people who like bring up stuff like every single time to every single person. Like they like say the same thing over get and over. over. Like get over <laughs> it. Like I was a kid. I did that like maybe once and it wasn't like something that I continuously did. Like move on. Tell a different story. And, like, <laughs> seriously, can we just not? Can Can you not like fixate on that one thing that like makes me anxious and you anxious and like can we just not talk about it why do we have to bring it up every single time right (laughs) it's like I can understand if there's like funny stories like but it's not like you're sitting there and like every time you're talking to someone you'd be like hey remember that time that you did this no like There's a time and place, and then there's a time period where you just let it go. (laughs) Just let it go. (laughs) Move on. I've done plenty of other things since then that you can make fun of me for. Like It's so true. (laughs) On a daily basis, that list changes with dumber (laughs) things that happen. Remember that time I was walking home from the bar and my shoe broke because it was a million years (laughs) old? Remember that time you didn't know how to make your camera work on your computer? <laughs> no, I don't recall that. I don't know what you're talking about. That never happened. <laughs> Remember that time on a daily basis I would like fall or trip over something? Oh, God. The amount. I get so nervous. Okay, I'm like hyper fixated on these bleachers. I get so nervous at these children <laughs> on these bleachers. Like they're super high. And like. This one girl was like doing like handstands on the bleachers. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, if I, like, her mom was sitting right there. I'm like, I can't handle this. Like, she's going to fall and there's going to be blood and there's going to be crying. And I can't, <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> people, when they don't like watch their kids in those situations, make me really nervous too. I'm just like, oh my gosh, what if your kid just like 
bashes their face in or falls completely off. It gives me, I'm like, the mom was watching you though. That's the problem. I'm such a helicopter parent. If my kids are ever doing stuff like that, I'm like, absolutely not. Not going to happen. Solid ground. You do handstands on solid ground unless you are a gymnast and you're on pads. Like, don't. Uh, Sorry. That was my. That was your side quest? That was my side. We've had a lot of those, but. I feel like this was. I, I feel know. like this was the least discombobulated you were going to get me at any point this weekend. So, fair enough. Fair enough. So, hopefully, it's not too unhinged. I, all of our. I had really good notes, and yeah. But there's just so many things, without being specific, to give details of. Basically, it just boils down to be nice and use your listening ears to for people. Like, I don't know. It's one of those hard things. Like, just because someone's not giving you the same attention that they used to give you doesn't mean they love you any less. But in the same aspect, my brain it's contradicts myself with that. That's what's like so bananas about everything we talk about because there's two sides to the coin and I like fall in the middle somewhere because there's there's got to be like reasonable expectations of people. But at the same time, like who's to say what's a reasonable expectation? And... Um, one of the other notes I had that I wanted to say was like, we also have to remember like different, different life experiences for all of us. They help you grow and change and everyone has different experiences. And I know we say the word trauma a lot, but like everyone has different trauma and you don't know what they're going through and being able to find those people that you can actually communicate with and learn and grow with and you guys appreciate each other's life experiences and you know you learn from each other you're not like oh well just because it happened to you doesn't mean that's happening to me well I so like my experience has been I've been mostly single my whole adult life here and there I've had some serious relationships but, like, you've been married pretty much your entire adult life. <laughs> like, so, basically all of my adult life. <laughs> but I'm just being, like, I've been on that cycle where I see these patterns. I see how these people are acting. I see the different sides of what's going on. Whereas you wouldn't have, like, you're not going to look at someone and be like, oh, they're on a, they're on a dating website, so they must be single. (laughs) No, there's different kinds of single and I have to weed my way through them. And that's really hard explaining to someone. Like we had a friend that was going through a divorce and she was entering 
the dating world again. And like, I feel like I would try to help her and that advice would just go to the wayside. Cause she's like, well, that's not going to happen to me. Like, no, he's a really nice guy. You just didn't get along with him. That's totally true. Like our personalities might not have matched, but that doesn't mean I don't have valid points. Well, and <laughs> like, because that stuff is normally coming from a place of caring about someone, not a place of malice. But I feel like the person took it as like, a, oh, you don't think like I'm I'm smart enough to be able to tell if, you know, the person is who they say they are or not. And it's more like, no, hey, I'm just trying to let you know, like, it's not always what it seems. And I think a lot of that also was maybe a little bit of, well, I'm better than you. So it's not the same. I'm going to go ahead and say on that one, it was that, not might have been that. All right. Well, (laughs) trying to give her the better. Yeah. But I mean, like, so like my experience has taught me like I don't go into everything not trusting someone I go into it as trying to find the most information I can about someone before I get attached to them and realize we're not on the same wavelengths because why am I gonna waste my time with someone who's iffy about if they want to have a family or not, or someone who definitely knows they don't want to get married or someone who is allergic to animals that I have, or, you know, like there's just, if you're yes, allergic I'm to my animals, don't even talk to me. Right. Like if you're not a dog person or you're not a I cat person, it's not going to happen. Right. And I think like some people put a lot of thought into their pers- or their profiles as far as stuff like that. And a lot of people don't. So then like when you match with them or even if you're just getting to know someone, I don't know, like through friends or whatever, like people are afraid to have those conversations or it's all like super like, it's all like superficial, you know. Oh, we like the same music, so mm-hmm. we should go out. No, like you can have differences. Like Andy and I do not have the same favorite music, so there's that, but we, we work. <laughs> but I think I told this story before about how I was talking to someone and I was like, "Hey, like your profile says that you're really into cars, like that's not really my thing, but I don't mind oh, yeah. sitting with you in the garage. <laughs> like, like, am I going to get super excited about your fast car? Probably not. But Probably not. Like, Mostly not. Like, Definitely not. I'll hang out with you. Like, yeah. I think that's like, that's a, a good thing to talk about, though, because I think people assume to like go with someone to do something that like you have to like that thing too, or you have to be obsessed with it too, or whatever it is. But like I've dated guys that were into cars before and like, I'll just sit out here and talk with you while you're working on the car. I don't care. Like 
I I have nothing better to do. Like I'm fine with it unless you just don't want right. to. Like, I'm not going to yell at you because you're fixing a car. Like I'm not that type of personality, which maybe is what you were trying to get away from. Like it's good to feel people out and be like, and that's my biggest pet peeve is when people say um, that that's a red flag for me on websites is when people say open-minded because are you really open-minded or are you actually married and you want me to be open-minded about you having a wife (laughs) it's horrible my experience that's what open-minded means (laughs) or you are a felon (laughs) story of my life well uh, um (laughs) I can't even remember what I was going to say. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, like, I can't have it both ways. Learning to do things that, like, like being okay doing things in relationships. Like, you and I could just sit around and be on our individual phones, but it is, like, really nice to be, like, near each other, you know, like have the presence of someone else. And I think people don't understand that sometimes it's like, you don't even have to interact with me. I just kind of want to be like near you kind of thing. Right. Like I'm not needy. I just want to be in your aura. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to be like on you all the time. I just, you do your thing in the kitchen. I'll do my thing over here. Like, I just want to be near you. You don't have to entertain yeah, me. Well, I think that's <laughs> what it is, though. It's like, I'm not, I want to, I want to be working on the car. I don't want to be listening, you know, dealing with you or blah. no, I, I'll just sit here. I'll listen to my tunes while you're listening to your tunes. Like, I just want to be near you, you know, but I don't, cause I'm not a cuddler. Breathing down your neck. <laughs> I'm not a cuddler at all, but like, I want to be, well, my husband is, and I'm normally like, don't touch me. But like my cuddling is like being near each other, like sitting on the couch next to each other or near each other or whatever. And his, well, his being next to each other is more like I should sit on his lap or something. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, this is too much. Don't put your arms around me. Please don't touch me. It's weird. I... See, I I am in the middle of there too, cause like I like like laying on lap, you know, like your lap, and like my head in your lap, and watching a movie. That I'm okay with, and like you're rubbing my back or whatever. But yeah, I don't want to be like entangled with you the whole time. <laughs> like, Andy tries to be awkward. so helpful sometimes, and he'll be he'll like rub if I'm like upset and I'm just like losing it. He'll try to like rub my back, and for like thirty seconds, it's very nice. And then right after that, my brain goes, oh, my God, he's touching you. He's still touching you. Oh, my God. Why does that feel weird? I don't like that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And then my skin starts to crawl. And, like, it has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with me. I just, like, for 30 seconds, I'm like, this is lovely. This is really what I needed. And then it's like that switch turns and my brain's like, nope, nope. We don't like human touch. Just nope. Well, and it's good to have that conversation with people, like, up front, because that guy that I was seeing, also, like, I'm a touchy-feely person, so, like, I was rubbing his shoulders. He's like, he's like, I really appreciate it, but at this moment in time, can you not? (laughs) I was like, yeah, definitely. Or, like, I think we're, I don't know, I just, I 
sometimes I just it's just second nature to like that I put my hands and I'm like rubbing your shoulder or whatever. And he's like, I think we were we were standing in the basement or whatever, and I bought dinner. I don't remember. I, he was, I was standing next to him and I had my hand on his shoulder and I was rubbing his shoulder. And he like looked up to me. He goes, "Why do you always do that?" <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> he, he's like, "I don't know. Just I don't. Think you, you always do I that." Think, I'm like, "Thank you." so sorry well you do that to me so too sorry. i think it's just like a reaction like sometimes i did yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, know. you like, it's just something you do i let you do it because i love you so much but like <laughs> at, at specific times i'm just like not with you but like with other people it's like <laughs> please don't touch me i don't like it <laughs> you, were, you can't tell me not to touch it <laughs> but it's just on Friday, um, Mary Michelle and I went to this Harvest Fest thing at um, State Fair Park. And at one point, I like turned around and my hand hit Michelle's hand. And Michelle was like, do not touch me or try to hold my hand. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I did not do it on purpose. I didn't mean to touch you. And then later on, like, Mary's just grabbing my hand and pulling me through the crowd. And Michelle's like, Which is what we do doing? when we're walking and our hands touch. We're like, oh. Yeah, but you'll actually hold my hand then. Michelle's like, do not touch me. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and we're walking with my sister and my mom. I'm like, are you trying to hold my hand? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Well, and that's another, that brings me to another funny thing. Like, so, like, there's this one guy on this website, and, like, he seems super nice or whatever, but, like, his, like, main thing on his profile or whatever is, like, um, be, being close to your family. And I'm, like, well, what does that mean to you, though? Because, like... I want to be closer to my family, but the way I grew up and how we are, we're not that super close, tell each other everything. Like, it's a struggle to, like, we don't really give each other hugs. We don't really say I love you to each in other. My immediate family, we do that. And... I still like, and I'm fine with it with my family, but like people outside of my family that are not my blood touching me, I'm just like, <laughs> why? Why? Well, right. Like, I'm very specific about who I like getting hugs and stuff from. But like in a family situation, like I would feel like I would, like, I feel like I want to be close. I want to have, like, closeness like that it's something that I crave so like so like if I match with you and we start talking like are you gonna hold that against me like it's not my fault my family's like that right like (laughs) I can still I can want the opposite of what I have right like that's something I strive to and want to instill in my future family right Mm -hmm. Like, I don't purposely alienate my family. Like, there's certain people in my family that choose not to be in the family. And there's certain people that I choose to distance myself from. And it's not for lack of trying. It's just, like you said, like, 
our past is our past and we might have gotten along, but we've grown and they either haven't grown with us or they're they're too stuck in their own journeys to move forward in and our in our journey our our journeys just don't align anymore and and it's hard because you want to love your family but at some point you have to let it go and you have to say this isn't in my best interest right now this isn't healthy for me right now I can love them to pieces. I could not care for how they are right now or how they act, but that love is still there. But I'm not actively pursuing something where I keep hitting a dead wall. But you're also not like, completely closing the door. Things could change. Right. I think right. that's like, the important part is you're not, you don't have to, you know, kill yourself trying to pursue something that's just not there but you don't have to close the door on the fact that maybe one day it will be right it's not like they've done something to me that I can't forgive and even if that were the case like I wouldn't have hate in my heart for them like I have plenty of exes I should hate but I don't like I have love in my heart for you but you're not a person I want to be with and you're not someone that I want to talk to, like, do I wish you the best? Nah. <laughs> but I don't wish you the worst. <laughs> like, just go live your life how you want to live it. <laughs> I laughed so loud into the microphone. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh, good gravy. Oh. What? I'm not, I don't wish everyone the best. I'm not that healed yet. But there. Just, you just don't have to wish someone anything. Right. Like when you've been hurt, like that hurt stays with you regardless of if you've grown and you can accept it and you've moved There's on. There's always like, an emotional, like physical scars and emotional scars are the same thing. You carry them with you for the rest of your life. Even if you're healing from them, even if you are 100% healed, you still have that scar on you. There's right. still things you had to change in order to get past that. Right. And I think it's easy for like someone on the outside And I'm probably guilty of this too. Like unless you're in the situation and you have the feelings and the the growth together, you're typing so loud. I'm typing to you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) We're working on it. (laughs) But like until you have... If you're not a part of that relationship, I think the best thing you can do for people is, like, just give them your perspective and different tools to work through it on their own, but don't get mad at them for not taking your advice or sticking with someone. Mm -hmm. Like, unless they're physically being abused by someone 
or mentally being abused by someone, you can't insert yourself. Well, even then, you can't really insert yourself and make them listen to you. And that's the hardest thing. You should be able to. You should be able to. But people in that situation, like, they're going to just keep doing what they're doing because for so many reasons like they have to want to change and you forcing them to change isn't going to help that so just being there for them when they need it and being firm but still being open is probably the best you can do for them right on home slice that's where I'll end it. <laughs> well, I have got to finish hanging our um, Halloween decorations with my hubby, which I'm really excited that he let me put up the Halloween decorations today. He's like, fine, I'll mow the lawn one last time and then you can put them up. So I'm very excited. I was a happy girl today. Happy girl. Yay. Yay. Do we have time to pick cards or no? Absolutely. Okay. I have. It's, more, it's not going to get any darker out than it already is. So it doesn't really matter if it's now or 10, 15 minutes from now. Put a spotlight on you. <laughs> I am going. I found my I found my tarot cards or my deck of cards. I don't use them as tarot. But um, I have two different decks and I will post the pictures and whatever resonates for you. Um, this is such a feel free to take the message. This is such a what? fun idea. I'm so excited. Just feel free to take the message if you if it resonates with you. If not, we'll try again next time. This is the Ten of Pentacles. Ooh. All the people. Ooh. I don't know what that means. We'll see in a second. There's lanterns. I like lanterns. Oh, look. I opened right up to it. This must be for someone. Maybe it's for me. Okay. This is the Lightseer's tarot deck. All right. So it was not upside down. So it is the Lightseer. And it means spiritual and material abundance, community generosity wealth and prosperity building a legacy this is oh baby this is totally (laughs) no (laughs) oh baby this is a big one all the love abundance and joy that you can muster in your heart it's coming your way and it's coming fast it's time to prepare for all its inevitable arrival and to commit to your long-term success. This energy is so big, in fact, that you should be prepared to spread some of it around generously. Bring an abundance of positive energy into your life and watch everything shift. Expect the arrival of success, happiness, and an upbeat and loving community as avenues widen and the right connections click into place. Remember that perceptions change. 
Reading's hard. You're doing amazing. And I'm just sitting here going, wait, this card is for me. <laughs> you, you are one small move away from seeing the bigger Stop. picture and from unearthing a legacy of pentacles that is already yours. I have to look up what pentacles is. You deserve this success and love. Taste the pleasure of life and embody a state of consciousness that says, yes, I am worthy of success. I am successful and I share my wealth with those I love. I'm going to go cry, all right? Okay, just wait. I can't take you Next more. one is... <laughs> The next one is messages from your animal spirit Did guide. Did you rig this? No. It's magic. Seriously. You saw me shuffle it. I them. know. I just, that's bananas. B-A-N-A. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gwen Stefani, for teaching us how to spell bananas. <laughs> of all the things. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I learned how to spell a lot of words from some and I still spell them in their song form to this day. <laughs> okay, ready? I don't know. Ooh, we got the seagull. 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 Like Scuttle? Yeah. Not the new Scuttle. He's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> now is the time for deep emotional healing. Ooh. Oh, boy. Are these in alphabetical order? That would be delightful. Seagull. The emotional sea that's hovering just below your consciousness. This is a sea one where I don't like the sea. <laughs> is a well of feelings that needs to be acknowledged and expressed. Expressing emotions doesn't mean indulging in them compulsively or creating drama around them. If there are tears, let them swimmingly be tears. Let them simply, simply be tears and allow them to flow. Cry or laugh as much as you need to. Explore these feelings by sharing them with someone you trust or write about them in a journal. Paying particular attention to the sensations in your body. These sensations are clues to the layers of emotions that are just below the surface of your awareness. By either talking or writing them down, you bring them into your awareness, find relief, and create an opportunity to release them. Don't let this be theoretical exercise, one where you can act, try, or force yourself to feel something you're not. Make sure that you include a good dose of humor from time to time. You got it. If you're dealing with darker or scarier emotions. No problem. It's not, ne <laughs> it's not necessary to cleanse the emotional and psychic scars that remain from earlier experiences too frequently. But now is the time to do so. Should you find yourself starting to get lost in the whirlpool of traumatic memory, change the scenery by physically moving or intentionally distracting yourself in some way. 
it isn't necessary to cure yourself of the feeling as associated with these memories all in one sitting. Instead, simply relieve some of the pressure that lurks below the surface. Associations. Observant, swift, opportunistic, carefree, versatile, resourceful, intelligence, scavenging, communication, sociable, protective, messenger, emotional, respect, and fairness. What do those, what is, what are those for? That just is what the seagull represents. um, Can represent. Yeah. That felt uh, weirdly personal to me. I mean, if, if it felt, if you're drawn to it, work on it. Oh boy. Now go set up your Halloween decorations. (laughs) You're the best. Next bonfire, we can enjoy them from by the fire. Yay! All right. And as always, we are wishing you all supportive healing journeys. And thank you for joining us for the ride. Because healing ain't easy. No, it ain't. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.